This is not you being motivated from seeing the joy in people's faces when they have been relieved of their pain due to your giving. This is peer pressure, the negative kind, the kind that some people said that you got in high school. This is someone telling you you have to give and how much you should give and when you should give. And if you don't give, they have a long list of consequences they feel God is going to curse you with. That is not fair, and I don't think that it's right, and I don't think that peer pressure should be a reason that you give. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, a.k.a. Mr. Christian Finance, the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things and my mom's favorite Christian Financial Advisor. As always, make sure that you subscribe so you're notified every time that we release new episodes. And be sure to like and comment on this episode. It really helps the podcast so we can continue to make great episodes for you. Now, can you possibly be giving for the wrong reasons? Is there a such thing as giving for the wrong reasons? See, in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, Jesus is not playing at all. In about nine verses, he's taking direct shots at how we choose to worship God and the things that we say we do for him. And Jesus is telling the people, this is not pleasing to God. Now I'm going to read a little bit here in Matthew chapter 6, so if you want to follow along. It starts off by saying, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So God is not telling you to make a big fanfare when you give, but to be silent in your giving. Everyone doesn't need a social media post every time you give a dollar to someone in need. And I know some people have a good heart and want to spread the word. I definitely understand that. But what I am getting from this scripture is that the promotion of giving shouldn't be us documenting our giving, but to encourage others to give because it is the right thing to do and not because they see someone else do it. See, God doesn't just say this about giving. Listen to what he says about praying in the fifth through eighth verses. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. 
And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So once again, God doesn't want us being repetitive and praying for hours just to be seen, but to speak directly to God because he knows your heart. You know, it's kind of hard. I don't want to pick on anybody, but there are some groups who stand on the corner and they scream and they shout and they fuss about God and all his glory and what they do. And it's and it almost goes directly against the Bible in which they say they preach. So now that we know the right way to give and to pray, what are some of the wrong ways to give? The first is fear. Now, many of us feel that If we don't give exactly 10% on each Sunday, that we'll be destined to an eternity of fire and brimstone. And as a father myself, you know, I don't interpret fear of God as being scared. You know, if you look up the definition, it is at the very, very, very bottom. But it reads to regard God with reverence and awe. And that is my interpretation. You know, I do fear God. But I'm not hiding in my room in a corner because I feel he is going to send down his wrath. I have the same fear I hope my kids have for me and the same fear I have for my father. See, I am afraid to disappoint my father because I respect him so much. I'm afraid to lose his love and acceptance. And the same with God. We want to tithe and give because that is what we love to do. The next is greed. You're listening to the show because you want to be rich and righteous. And if you have listened to us for any span of time, you know what we mean by being rich. It is not strictly monetary. Our podcasts show you how to preserve your wealth and maximize your return on your wealth that you accumulate. It's almost like a leaky faucet. If it drips for 10, 20, 30 or 50 years, it can ruin the foundation of a home. And that's how we feel about finances. If you let that leak go or let those dollars drip out of your bank account for 10, 20, 30 and 50 years, it can ruin the foundation of your financial plan. So that's why we teach you how to fix these leaks so you can redirect those dollars to living a more fulfilled life in Christ. Now, we do believe in prosperity. We are very open about that, but only to the extent that we have been trusted to steward God's wealth. And as good stewards, it is our responsibility, like the parable of the master and the talents, to multiply and to grow God's wealth. And that comes with education, because when Christians have more resources, we can create bigger change. And at no time are we doing it for greed and to hoard, but to provide for our families and be able to extend those resources to the less fortunate without jeopardizing our own livelihood now the next is tithing or giving out of obligation now just as a recap we talked about giving out of fear we talked about giving out of greed and now we're going to talk about giving out of obligation people go well the bible says it i'm going to do it but do they have the intention behind it you know we are exchanging our dollars for our time our energy and our non-monetary resources, and it's kind of sad. 
We are not engaged with building God's kingdom. We are just trying to fund it. Instead of traveling with the church to a conference, we will rather just write a check and stay home. We must remember that God wants us to give with a loving heart. Let me give you an example. Let's rewind the hands of time. And let's say that you're a newlywed. And on day one, you ask your wife, name everything you would ever want in the next 50 years. From birthdays, wedding anniversaries, uh, one-off dates and holidays. And she takes some time. She runs some calculations. She thinks about everything that she would ever want to do with her soulmate. And she comes up with a number. Six million three hundred and forty five thousand four hundred and thirty dollars. You pull out your checkbook and you write her a check and tell her not to bother you for the rest of your marriage. Now, how many of you feel that this gesture proves this man loves his wife? Think about it. He gave her everything that she wanted. She could fund all the dates that she wants. She can go to all the places that she's ever wanted to go in her whole lifetime. So, do you think this gesture proves that he loves his wife? A lot of you will say no. I think everybody here listening will say no too. But this is how we treat God sometimes, isn't it? We feel that if we just write a check, everything will be okay. But when we just move the decimal point one space over and give to the church, it removes the intent and the consideration of that giving. See, you strip the person the opportunity to show their affection, that they're thinking about the person, that they're planning about the event, that they're actually engaged with the marriage and actually want to see it prosper. And the same thing with God. You are building a relationship. You are not funding one. Okay. Obviously, funding is part of the marriage. You are going to have to spend money. That's part of it. Same thing with tithing and giving. It's part of it, but it's not everything. So let's move on to peer pressure as we wrap up here. Sometimes we are only giving because our friends are giving or the pastor won't move on with the service until one more saint with giving on their heart contributes to the collection plate. This is also a poor reason to give. Now, now, don't get me wrong here. This is not uh, you getting inspired from others giving. And this is not you being motivated from seeing the joy in people's faces when they have been relieved of their pain due to your giving. This is peer pressure, the negative kind, the kind that some people said that you got in high school. This is someone telling you, you have to give and how much you should give and when you should give. And if you don't give, they have a long list of consequences they feel God is going to curse you with. That is not fair. And I don't think that it's right. And I don't think that peer pressure should be a reason that you give. Now, does the kingdom of God benefit when you give? Yes. I am not saying don't give. What I am asking you is to look inside yourself and ask, why? Why am I giving? Who am I giving to? How am I giving? And under what circumstances am I giving? You know, are my intentions good? You know, giving is not loud. You don't have to broadcast your giving. God promises that he will reward you openly for the things you do privately. So there is no reason to do God's work out loud. 
You know, even this podcast, you found this podcast out of the thousands and thousands of podcasts that you could have chosen. God sent you here for a reason, even if it is just to get one word of encouragement. So as we close, I want to leave you with this. Giving is good, period. So let's not give out of fear. Let's not give out of duty. Let's not give out of obligation or greed. Let's give because God has put something on our hearts to do so. Let's not be boastful. Let's not be loud. Let's be humble. Let's be quiet and allow God to work through you. And you will be well on your way to being rich and righteous the way God intended. So be sure to tune in tomorrow because we are going to be talking about why Christians who are engaged into the scriptures are the most generous monetarily and non-monetarily. And you won't believe the statistics that show that. Well, I hope that you've been blessed. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, to comment, and to share. Also, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash podcast and join our family. And as a thank you, we have a free gift for you. If you need help building your financial plan or want a Christian financial advisor to help you be a better steward of God's wealth, information to speak with us will be given right after the show. Well, I am A.B. Ridgeway, Mr. Christian Finance himself, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686. Or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah and Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast, Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestine podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.